Pops. Welcome to Underground Click Podcast, part two with uh, Savage World. I'm your host, owner-operator, CEO, Underground Click, music, clothing brand, podcast. With me, as always, man of many names, Musif. Welcome back, everybody. Right. Both our special guest sit-ins today, Shrek and General Washington. Yo, yo. And we also got, still here, Mo Vitalia, Savage World. Gang, gang. For sure. Let's get it popping again for the people, love. So this is a, a tough one. We talked for a little bit too much. Where where did we actually leave we off on this one? We were talking about time on the road. Yeah. Yes, yes, time on the roads. I think what I was actually saying is for us, <coughs> we were showing Columbus. Right. I leave six hours before I'm supposed to be there. Right. We stay there for two hours, three oh, hours. Time management. Yes, and absolutely. then we leave and have to drive six hours home. Yeah. I mean, there's been times we've gotten home at 9 a.m. Yeah. You know, like, after most people have already got up and started their work day. Yeah. Um, so, like, to expect uh, artists to show up four hours before they're even going to perform for a sound check, that's, that's where she gets crazy. Yeah. Especially with all those fucking, like, the 11 and a half hours that Crush has to travel. That shit's that. crazy. But it's understandable. Is he no, driving no. home? That night, or is he no, home? no, he's staying the whole weekend, and we're working on, on a whole project. We got so another is he side on your show the day after. Uh, yes, oh, that's dope. See, that if you book me a weekend where the shows, it makes it work coming out. You yeah, know absolutely. what I'm saying? That's the hard part. Um, yeah, we tried this with them, uh, unfortunately, like two years ago, but everything just kept getting kiboshed. And then I pulled the Hail Mary at the last minute. I'm like, you know what? We're allowed to do it, the city needs it. I was just like, guys. I know I canceled and started this back up and again multiple times on them, but they were still willing to come out. They're like, we want to come see Toledo. They're, they're big supporters of Midwest music all the way down there and shit. So they wanted to now, come see us. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. North Carolina. That's Wilmington, true. all the way in the bottom little, yeah, that's true. little panhandle yeah. of it, too. Yeah, I almost drove by the that deep times. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a good journey to come for you know doing a couple shows. Yeah, for sure. Just broke down in King, North Carolina. I bet you did. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. That sabotaged a lot of things behind the scenes. <laughs> you, guys, you guys traveling is always a problem, isn't it? Like, you guys always be running into bullshit. Like, not necessarily. When it's me and him traveling, it's cool. When he travels for his other family, not cool. Car problems every time. There was just a universe bad just smacking him in the head, just smacking him in the head. Still doesn't listen. <laughs> but you know, it's family. It's family. You know. Yeah, we uh. Luckily, we we usually do. My biggest deal is I end up going to jail after shows often. Oh yeah, don't do that. I've had it. It's been two. Every time that me and Mo have done anything <laughs> in actually like Detroit, Bro, Mo's so went to jail. Twice <laughs> coming back from Detroit, I went once. I did a show in Midland, Michigan, and got hit coming back. Bro, it's always, it's always. Every time I've ever gone to jail, it's coming home from a show. Always, and I'm always fucked up, sitting in the fucking holding cell. Like, how the fuck did my turn up night come to this? And it's always, I mean, it's always like parking ticket bullshit. Like, it's never like. Never, never some gangster charge. Yeah. It's always like, you did a rolling stop three weeks ago, and we, we, we got the, uh, Bro, the, the camera like, picture in the mail that we haven't prosecuted you. You don't even know you have this bench warrant, but Bro, guess it's what? It's all kinds of fucked up, man. It's 
all kinds of fucked up. It's always like turn up and eight by eight for what? It's always uh, I have a show tomorrow. Right. So like I get home, I'm like just on my way home. I'm gonna go to bed, wake up, cut my set, get on the road again. And it's like no, you're gonna spend seven hours in jail before you bond out, and then you have twenty minutes to cut your set before you're gonna get on the road. So I guess you're sleeping in the car. Like it's always the least convenient time for me to go to jail. Struggling. I've never gone to jail and had like an open weekend where I was like, yeah, I ain't got nothing going on. Like, <laughs> it's always some shit, bro. Right. Unfortunately, thank God my times on the road have not been that crazy. I've had some crazier shit. Well, we've had some motherfuckers pull off from like Pirate Fest and shit. They get lower and go to jail a couple yeah. years in a row. Well, yeah. I mean, we did get searched because we did get uh, unfortunately uh, discriminated against coming out of one of the cities in, in Akron because, you know, we, we, we couldn't be rolling with the uh, eclectic cast of characters we could go in through that township, uh, evidently. That happens all the time, man. Yeah, and it was fucked up because they, he followed us past the legal limit, and then he literally pulled over on the top of an overpass of the highway just long enough for his camera to reset and then got behind us and fucking blooped us. It was totally a setup. Yep. And then he was shaking in his boots because I'll never forget it. I get out in my cutoff Killer King shirt. It's the sheriff and he's off and make this bullshit up. He was literally <laughs> physically shaking. I'm like, you're the officer. Like, granted, I did have 200 that's just 200 pounds on the little dude, but, but I'm just towering over him. The scary part is when a cop is scared. And then he knocks on the back door, go well. and then the old hype man gets out, and he's got a foot and a half, looks like Lurch from the Adams family, and then he's really concerned. And then I literally looked at him and reassured the officer. I'm like, officer, I was just like, please go back and run my name. I noticed that I do respect your badge. If we do have any bullshit in the car, I'm going to tell you because I ain't going to waste your time because time is money and my time's as valuable as yours is, especially because they're trying to serve and protect. But that time they wasn't. But I still cooperated Bro, with their bullshit. Over for, driving, <laughs> for driving with black people 100 that, that's exactly what it was. It was girl with pink hair, dude in passenger seat, green hair, black DJ in the back, and then the lurch. And then we have literally studio equipment because, you know, we ended up bringing back the DJ because we didn't take him down. And he overpacked. He, he packed a whole car load acting like we'd have enough in this little, little beat up yep. Kia type shit car. <laughs> and he thought we'd just have enough for all the sound stuff. So he's literally bear hugging two big ass speakers like he had no leg room like oh. it, it was terrible for Life them but oh sucks. well it does especially when your ride bails on you at, at, at festivals yeah. i don't do that shit either i always right i need that peace of mind my guy exactly but yeah i need that peace of mind i need to know that i'm going home after i'm done doing what i'm doing that was just my only unfortunate uh running with the law story and you know just unfortunately you know Stuff happens, and he, he definitely went away with letting us go, and he was very, very upset. But we straight told him we didn't have any drugs in the car. He literally just got the scale because, you know, stupid lurch likes to be fashionable, like, you know, the Instagram trends of, I like to weigh my rellos and take pictures of them. So they got his fucking scale, and that was fucking it for four and a half hours of just okay. wasting time okay, for bullshit. <laughs> and we cooperated every step now, of the fucking notice, way. Notice how I gave Shrek a really hard look. Yeah, I know, because now that we're saying this, this might happen, unfortunately, to him in the universe. So he needs to to, to maybe, you know, 
Bro, I grew up on old school of hip hop. You don't travel with product in the scale. Nope. You never do. Nope. It's prison. It's broken. Yeah. It doesn't even work. It's literally just going to be there for someone to decide, hey, I need a charge for quota. Guess what? Paraphernalia with intent to distribute. Right. Thank you. The state needed this money. Yeah, that's the, that's the hard part of shit nowadays, man. And now that we've like, like legal, more. man, it's even like it used to be you could bullshit the reason you had to scale. Mm-hmm. But now they're cracking on if you have a scale you're distributing, which is not what is legal about weed. Yeah. Like you're supposed to go to the rec shops if you want weed. Yeah. Just like you're supposed mm-hmm. to go to a liquor store if you want liquor. But we all know that homeboy who got the bottles for half price. That shine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's like, good he's stuff. like, I'm like, like, I have this bum that comes knocks on my door every other weekend. And he's like, bro. I got a bottle of Gentleman Jack. I'll give it to you for 15 bucks. It's like, run that. Yeah, hold on. Hey, where's that at? See you, they're going to be like, you really thought he was just a distributor for Gentleman Jack? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you can't you can't carry a scale anymore. Right. You can't. Benefit is you can do lockboxes. And I think most of the 50 states, if you have a lockbox, they have to get separate warrants for each one. So, I got a homeboy that, uh, he has like a big safe and another safe and that safe. Allegedly, and so by they finally crack. I mean, he he can have a lollipop in the last safe. Exactly. We don't, don't got to talk about what he has, but my point is, is we every time to, they so open a safe, they find another safe and have to call him for another warrant. Yeah, gotcha. Yo, police officers, if you can make them have to stay more than five hours dealing with you, they'll let you go. If they know it's more than five hours of work, because ninety percent of the time they got that much time left on their shift. I mean, and they don't want to be doing paperwork four hours into the next shift. Yeah, I fortunately uh, got uh, got to walk from a very serious case back in the day because it was a case of officers not wanting to do their job because they straight said we got four people with four different possessions of quarters of marijuana back when it was not decriminalized in Ohio. It was just like. The only one that's going to show up for court is the white boy because I was rolling with my Mexican squad, my vatos at the time, and he was just like, it's a waste of fucking time. We're not going to do this. Do do we want a weekend or do we want a weekend of paperwork? That's literally what they said to us. They're like, and they looked, both officers looked, we want a weekend. We want a drink. Right. How many times have you worked at your job and you're like, I could bang out one more product before the end of day on Friday, but... I'm just going to drag this one out so I can just leave and I'm not here 15 minutes extra. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you people instinctively yeah. want their time off. If you catch a police officer who's about to get his day off, he's letting me go. 100% of the time. We just try to avoid having it. We call those people angels. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. We respect the badge and stuff, but we don't respect when you just do the stupid stuff that we see. I mean, crooked cops bad. Good cops that do their job. Fuck yeah, we like. I don't know guys. if I fuck with any of them. But. Well, like I said, I haven't had the bad the, the bad things with cops. The only what bad things great, I got was discrimination like, by what I look like in the suburbs when I leave the hood. Once I leave where I'm from and I leave my lane, I get treated just like everybody else that they think is just an automatic tattooed scumbag, hair dyed criminal. 
I mean, the dope shit about Savage World is and, we, uh, and, and it makes me feel good that I scare people enough that they call the cops on me when I just walk into a fucking Myers for no reason. <laughs> we, oh uh, my God, you're not supposed to be in, in Northwood. You're, you're, you don't look like you're around here. See, Northwood cops, doesn't even make sense. And then the cops don't even do anything. I literally walk out. I'm like, dude, I literally shop here on a weekly basis. Like, dude, we got to do this all the time. We got to the point where the officers knew it was me and just started pulling up putting their lights on just outside the store and just being like, it's fucking him again and just let me fucking go. Like, dude, like, he's not fucking stealing from your fucking store. He's got money. Like, he's not that stupid. For reference, Northwood is like a suburb. suburban like kind of rural area gotcha. outside of the east side of Toledo. Rural is a weird word. But yeah, so Savage World, we uh, we do music, but we also do, uh, like, we help with um, some organized protests. And we uh, we marched for a lot of days straight, more than a month, less than a year. Uh, <laughs> but every day we marched, um, and we we have some controversial points on police right. at Savage World. But it, right. I, I think I think the conversation needs not to all be, of them are good. Not everybody so like, is been, good. Not every well, person is good. It's life, unfortunately. My deal is, I, I posted this on Facebook when all of this stuff started. I said, if I swear at a customer at my at my food job, yeah, I'd get fired. Could you imagine if I killed someone? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like, could you imagine if I'm at work and even if he looks suspicious and I thought he was reaching for a gun, regardless of the situation, if while I'm at work, I killed somebody... My life is over. There is no let's see who was at fault. Like, that's just not happening. I nope. killed somebody in my fucking lobby at a fucking fast food restaurant. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and thousand. for it to not immediately be a problem when a police kills somebody, I mean, that's where the conversation's at, right? It's not necessarily all cops are bad, but there's definitely a need for reform in this system. Or where are the, the mental evaluations? Because years on the job will eventually work someone's psyche. Bro, not why are we for that just shit. simply yeah. checking When they signed up for that, I think most of them forget that they also signed up for that. Like, you signed up for your life to be in line. You asked for that yeah, shit. There, can't bitch about it. There should happens, be more. You bro, really can't. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I live in the hood. I don't do bitch about research. when my life's on the line when I walk to the fucking corner store. We know Killer King <laughs> loves research, so do this research. All right. Go to Toledo's police page. Get the list of officers. Check into their social media. Just you do it. Yeah. I promise you, you will find at least one cop who is in a nationalist or a racist organization on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed, you will find all kinds of crazy ass conspiracy theory, racism based posts by at least one of them. Like these things are guaranteed to happen, and it's as simple as you, as a citizen, can find that. Yeah. And but your work couldn't. Like if I post yeah. a picture in the back of my restaurant. Yeah. When I was working in restaurants. Yeah. In uniform, I would get fired. And they would find that social media post immediately, without question. Within an hour after, they'd be like, hey, you either take that post out or you're fired. But we can't find the social media pages of every police officer on the force. We're not watching that. That's, that should be consistent surveillance. Mm-hmm. If you want good employees, then you need good employees. You know what I'm saying? You do what you do to weed out bad ones. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we have somebody lazy come into restaurant work or the warehouse work, right? 
and they're lazy. As employees, not even as the boss, as coworkers, we're like, get them the fuck out of here. Yeah, they're right. not a good employee. They're bad. Yeah. And the fact that that doesn't happen in police, the fact <laughs> that they're like, no, buddy's cool, man. He's cool, man. And they just cover or they'll cover up for him. You know what I'm saying? Like this whole Breonna Taylor case, the fact that she was shot was not a racist event. The fact that all of these police officers thought it was acceptable to cover stuff up afterwards because it was a black female and they thought they could get away with it. That's where the problem is. Yeah. Good cops cover up for bad ones. Yeah. I'm telling you this, never at a minimum wage job where you're busting your ass has a coworker covered for a shitty coworker. They're like, get this motherfucker off of this line, put somebody who knows what they're doing because I'm about to shoot somebody. I mean, unless they're fucking the shitty coworker. There is that exception. <laughs> there is that rare exception. Right. So, either, <laughs> so what Killer King just said is either all the cops are fucking each other. <laughs> I think our listeners may like that theory, but that's not what I said. But yeah, <laughs> but no, like accountability, right? Yeah, and that that crosses the board. Accountability in the local music space. Yeah, absolutely. I need to hold you accountable to put out quality product. If Killer King drops a music video that looks like shit, I will be the first one to call him after seeing it and going, "Bro, that looks like shit. Take it down, redo it." But he let right. me rap some of my old shit that was way off beat for for a good year and a half. But okay, that's another subject <laughs> for another another podcast. We oh, can do another hour. Every song I heard while I was fucked up and you were on stage. I mean, I was happens. vibing that shit. This shit was lit. Uh-huh. Takes skill to rap off beat like that, damn it. But um, that's what it breaks down. But then again, I was listening to a different breed of you know underground hip hop to where they wasn't rapping on the the snare that was rapping on the fucking cymbal. So I started doing that and just rapping every fucking cymbal, not realizing that I'm using like 96 rhymes. You're supposed to use like 16 rhymes for your bars and shit. You know, yeah. doing way too much work. <laughs> Typical yeah. killer king overdoing um, shit. Timing but my yeah. hands. This shit is accountability. Yeah. And like me and my squad. It's like DDP. And this DDP might be yoga. controversial, but me and my squad sat down with the guys on our team. We all sat down the other night and we did a mental health check-in. So we went person to person in our, our group and said, mentally, where are you at? Uh, are you struggling with anything? Is addiction? Like, we check up on our people and we hold each other accountable to it, right? right. Like, I have an open door policy with my friends. Like, my close my close people, the people in Savage World, the people who are, uh, that I live life with. That's the term I like to use. There are people in your life that are uh, acquaintances, friends, like me and Killer King, because we live in other cities, we don't live life together. Right. We we visit each other. Right. But like there's people in my life that I live life with. And so I deal with depression and a slew of mental illnesses. Everything from OCD to autism spectrum. I'm all over the place, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So I have an open door policy where my people show up, right? Right. If I don't answer a text message from you within an hour, I'll get woke up from nap sometimes. Like, bro, I was just coming to check on you, make sure you wasn't in your shit. Yeah. And it's like, no, motherfucker, I worked this morning. I just want to take a fucking nap. Right. But, like, I have people that I hold accountable and hold me accountable. And I think as men, it's it's critically important. If we want to see change in the world, yeah. whether it's racism, uh, sexism, if we really want to see change in this world, um, we have to care about each other more. We yeah, have absolutely. to check in. We can't be tough guys. Yeah. Like, And it's not not tough to have an issue and ask help. 
Right. Yeah, I just had one of my fucking close homies get anime in, in my inbox and DM yesterday. You're like, bro, he's just like, I know you got a lot of shit going on, bro, but I need to vent. I'm like, bro, fucking let me know what's going on, bro. Like, half the time let me you know where you're headed. Sessions. Half the time we're ranting about some shit. Yeah, but it, it's normally like we're ranting in between the business uh, uh, meeting because, you know, we're, See, that's what happens with us all we're the, the time. ADHD it's... scramble brains, but we in, initially get back to that pinpoint and get business handled. Right, but we. You know, I'll probably tell you something that's literally six minutes worth of conversation, and I'll hang up the phone. It'll be like fifty-seven minutes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, but Facts. but it's because we check in on each other. I think mental health needs to be an open topic in this country. But even more, I think men checking because well, who was it? Chris Rock talked about uh, a man's only worth what he offers. Yeah, damn like right. women Absolutely. are loved because they're women. Children are loved and take care of because they're children. But a man. Is never truly loved unconditionally. No, you have and, to bring something to the table. And nobody is ever going to uh, can't really vent do to that for us. A woman can't understand that. Kids can't understand. But as men, we understand the position we're in. If we want to see change in the world, then we have to address that as men. Right. Because especially this this room is full of what five white guys. Right now, yeah. <laughs> technically, like if if we focus on changing some shit. You know what I'm saying? As white and as male, right. we work on changing something in a culture that was created from African Americans uh, and through a genre that has repeatedly disrespected women. Mm-hmm. If we sit around and we have a conversation about what we can do to make the world better and groups around the world start doing that of men and we care about each other, and we don't look at it as soft or gay or whatever it may be, but right. we really truly care about the people in our lives. I'm not saying go get a hundred fucking guy friends yeah. and sit down and have a powwow and cry. I'm saying find your homies, talk to your homies, relate with your homies, and make a change. Yeah. Sometimes that, you accountability do get that and perspective is everything in life. That shit is critical, though. Accountability and perspective is everything in life. If you're having a shitty day, change your perspective. Exactly. If you're struggling with shit that you can't handle on your own, find somebody who will help you yeah, without exactly. making you feel like shit for helping you. I mean, the last time I was like mentally going to break down, I literally made a post about it. And I literally put, I was just like, I was about to break down and go into a depression all day, but then I willpowered myself out of it. And I said, no, I'm not going to fucking sit here and have this pity party. I got work to fucking do. This shit makes me fucking happy. I'm not going to let my chemical in my brain dictate what the fuck I do today. Right, and, I'll and then I crushed that shit, and I, might be and an I asshole, came and I did a whole bunch of shit that won't day. work. Yeah, right. I was very fucking productive that day, bro. And, and it spoke to a lot of my worked, fans. That have you guys ever too. worked in like construction or like in a job that was like heavy mail? Uh, we, You'll go some days, and not a motherfucker years, will say years. anything to anybody all day. Yeah. Like everybody would be fucking silent, just doing their job. Fuck the world, and then you'll have days where you guys goof off so much you're afraid you're gonna get in trouble. See, that's we're having too much fun at work. This doesn't feel like we're a lot of work done, right? So, like, this guy's got is stuck working with me, he had to work with me for a couple years, right? It's like you know, in those kind of jobs, like, there's just like the stale ass energy. Sometimes, sometimes it's we all don't give a fuck, we just want to go get work done and go home, and so you just and it's it's a it's a mutual energy. You guys, you know, every job I've ever worked like that, it's like we all meet in a circle, smoking our cigarettes. What do we got to get done today? And you can tell by that energy in that first circle, throw your fucking headphones in and just go to fucking work. Or sometimes, you know, you get in that circle and you start cracking jokes and joking and having a funny, 
you know, and you'll be like, oh, it's going to be one of those days. So yeah. now we're going to pull off the Bluetooth speaker and we'll all listen to music and have a good right, time. Exactly. Yeah, and, see, and that's what we would yeah. Everyone's happy and everyone gets a spin. Get we're going to go in rotation. So my point in that, though, my point in that is we already are self-aware of each other's mental health. Yeah. We just don't fucking talk about it. <laughs> so it's not something that we're not already doing. When Killer King's pissed off, you know he's pissed off. Yeah, the whole thing. You stay the fuck out his way because we've already read that energy. Who's going to piss him off more? A female that didn't even realize he was pissed off. She's going to come up, say something. He's going to snip. He's going to get mad. That's where the fight's going to happen because dudes can read dudes' energy. You know when you walk in the bar, that guy wants to fight somebody tonight. I'm not even having a conversation with him. We know this. So if we start speaking about it, shit changes. Yeah. And you should have no problem saying, I'm pissed off today. This is why leave me the fuck alone. And everybody go, oh, cool. He talked about it. Right. Yeah. But if you're not talking, people get concerned about what's going on. She gets fucked up. Man. Well, a lot of people get tied up in, in their ego a little too much to where they can't admit, like sometimes even to themselves. That's like, why you, you need know, acid, man. You need an ego death. I'm telling right. you. Right. You know, it, and I've got plenty of people that. You know, if they see me on an off mood, like they just know, like right away, and they're like, "Yo, did you cool? Like, what the fuck's going on with you?" And you know, sometimes just getting that out, just saying it out loud, you know, lifts the weight off of you and get you back in the groove. I mean, look, I've been married for ten years, right? And we've been through some shit, right? Uh, and I mean, ten years. You have to guess, a man. I got married a week after I turned twenty-one. I'm thirty-one now, so we've been married for ten years, right? <clears throat> And all ten, most of those ten years was me becoming a man, right? At twenty-one, I'm still have my dick in my hand more than I'm doing work, right? Yeah. Like I give a fuck about money. So that whole relationship process, man, like that woman dealt with the shit I put through, and shit started changing when we just fucking talked about it. Yeah, like, but dudes get this, like, <clears throat> I I got to be in charge. Right. So you can't ask questions. I got to be in charge, so we can't talk about it. Right. And when you do that and you shut people out, the people who love you stop loving it. Right. Yeah. And that, it's not because they wanted to. That's how me and my wife are. You know, if we have a problem, we don't fight about it. We talk about you it. Have you have know, to. In my house, we, we debate. We talk it out. Right? Yeah. We debate. We talk. We don't argue. Arguing is... Uh, Yelling over not benefit. Yeah, you know, it's not. It's no benefit. Yeah, as soon as but somebody a debate, raises their voice, the a debate is beneficial is because we're each presenting a side of an argument and talking about it and figuring out the middle. Right? That's what a debate is. We we both pitch our sides and then we figure out who is right. right. It's that simple. Yeah. Where's the compromise in this? Right. What do we have to do differently? You know. Um, and I've been doing music this whole ten years, so my wife's been through. Freaking the fuck out because I ain't come home to seven in the morning thinking I'm with all these different women, all kinds of shit. And now she's at a point where she, we, we are both at the understanding. If you're willing to fuck up we, what we have, which is great, then we don't need to be together. Like I don't have time yeah. to worry about who she's talking to in her phone, what she's doing in her, yeah. in her life, other than what it involves us together and our kids. She doesn't have time to be worried about who I'm talking to, what I'm doing, what's going on in my phone. Be, and so you have a basic trust and just, uh, you know, if you want to fuck up, you can fuck up. I'm going to be all right. Right. Absolutely. Man. But uh, with the uh, open lines of communication, me as an artist, I do that stuff differently. You know, when I was in a relationship, I was always be like, we need to pause this communication 
Let me write this in my notebook first. Let me get my emotions out first. first. Let me get my mind straight so that way I don't say anything sideways that I don't fucking mean. So that way I can get to the root of the fucking problem. And then once I'm at the root of the problem, we can communicate the shit. For sure. But half the time I never get through the first verse because it becomes a problem that I can't communicate to them first, et cetera, et cetera. But it's different so for as everybody. As an artist, is hard. Different right? for like, everybody, everyone's situations. This is the problem with being in a relationship and being an artist. Like, I love my wife. She does great things for Savage World. She runs a lot of our social media stuff. Uh, we got some top secret shit. Uh, and she runs all of that. You know? Um, and what's dope about it is that she can help with all that. When she starts trying to give me advice on the creative side of stuff, I don't take that from anyone, and I get real snippy and real pissy, like, exactly. listen, I'm the artist I create, you do this, don't. So, like, I, we we finally came to an agreement where it's like, if it has to do with being creative, right, she just keeps her opinion to herself. Yeah. She hypes me up, she's like, it's great, it's awesome, even though she has notes and input, right. and I don't take that well. And, yeah. Yeah. and if I need to not take that well, I need to take that not well from my manager or from another artist that I'm working on a song with. Yeah. My wife, I need her. Yeah. to be that uplift exactly yeah. absolutely but uh on that we're gonna leave that on an uplifting note and uh we're gonna wrap this up for the uh part two mo Italian savage world underground click podcast uh make sure you catch us because in uh what is it now six, six short days Highway to Halloween at the Polis Ostrich. You can catch Savage World Live as well as Killer King. Uh, Verbal's coming through. Another uh, local uh, uh, tyrant in our uh, scene here. And we got uh, HB the Grizzly coming to headline all the way from uh, Michigan as well. So uh, big ups to all of them. Mad love. We love all of you listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Killer King, Underground Click, out. Bye.